and welcome to the Adaptation Station podcast. This is your host, Nicole. I'm a former special education teacher and currently an ABA therapist at a private center. This podcast is filled with tips and tricks for not only being the best special education teacher you can be in the classroom, but living the best life you can live outside of the classroom as well. After all, I'm all about balance. Hope you guys are excited. Let's jump on in. Hi, and welcome back to another episode of the podcast. Today's episode is all about making IEP bins. IEP bins are one of my favorite things to talk about because I think they're incredibly useful in self-contained settings. I didn't use IEP bins in the beginning of my teaching career, and I really think if I'd had these set up, I would have helped a lot. I don't know about you guys, but when I was teaching a self-contained classroom, my classroom was incredibly fast-paced. It moved so quickly that I could barely keep up as the teacher. If I didn't have things ready prior, we would not get it done in the moment. I did not have students who would be able to sit at a table and wait 45 seconds for me to find whatever it is I needed to work on with them. I needed to have what I needed to work on ready before they even walked into the door. And it was becoming more and more difficult for me to collect that IEP data. So I needed to have a system where those materials were ready. I wasn't having to search through my file folders. I wasn't having to go find coins to work on a money goal. I needed to have everything ready at my fingertips. And that's what an IEP bin is. An IEP bin is a bin filled with materials necessary to work on IEP goals. But what I want to explain is your bin is not going to have everything because ideally a lot of your IEP goals are going to fit naturally into your day. So what I did was I went through every IEP that I had to determine what goals would be a good fit for the bin. So not all of my students had IEP bins because not all of my students needed to have a bin to work on their IEP goals. So What I tried to do mainly for my reading goals and my language arts writing goals is work those right into my lessons. So I wasn't necessarily pulling a child to drill them on WH question goals. I was just collecting that data while I was teaching my reading lesson. So I didn't need anything in the IEP bin. I already had time to work on that goal represented in my day. For my behavior and communication goals, I very rarely had anything in an IEP bin because, again, I could collect all that data naturally in the classroom. For communication, that just happened through them participating in the classroom. Behavior is something that you're collecting all the time anyways. So those types of goals did not need materials for the IEP bin. What I'm really looking for when I'm making my IEP bin is if I need to present the child with an actual hard good when I'm going to work on the goal. So for example, when I have a child that has a patterning goal, so they're working on extending patterns, I need to have something. I either need to have a file folder or I need to have a worksheet or maybe I'm using colored cubes, but I need to actually give them something. If he and I are just sitting at a table with nothing on the table, I'm not gonna be able to work on him extending a pattern. So that would be an example of something where I'd wanna have materials in the IEP bin to work on that goal. So I took every single IEP I had, I looked at every goal and I thought, okay, I'm gonna picture working on this goal. Okay, I need to actually give the child something. I wrote it on a list. Once I had a 
the list of materials I needed to run every goal, I could start assembling materials. And then I also figured out how many bins I needed. I have really great bins from Costco, and as always, there is a blog linked in this description, and those bins are linked in that blog. They're great because they latched clothes, and it was easier to transport without the materials falling out, whether I dropped it or it possibly got tossed. I really recommend a latching box to keep everything together. So I once I had my list, I took it into my classroom and I showed my assistants because there were a lot of IEP goals that I already had materials for in my classroom. And so my assistants helped me go through and pull a bunch of materials. This is something else that I did a little bit different and it might sound excessive, but it's what worked well for me. I would make multiples of things. So I might have a couple of kids that have additioned flat fluency goals. I don't want to have one set of addition fact fluency cards and have it just in one bin. I want to have a set in all three bins, so I would have three sets of the fact fluency cards. Now this might mean that you have excess material, but again, it just made it easier. I never wanted my assistant to say, oh, I need to work on this goal, but the materials are missing from Johnny's bin because they're over in Sophie's bin on the other side of the classroom. That kind of defeats the whole purpose of having the IEP bin. So I would make duplicates of everything. And then the other really important thing I would do, and this got easier once I had more materials in my classroom, is I would try and rotate the materials in their bins at least once a month. So that way they're working on generalizing this skill. So again, let's go back to the year that I had a student who had a patterning goal. I prepped 20 different patterning file folders. I put five of those file folders in his bin, and then I put the other 15 file folders in my general file folder collection that a variety of students could use. Then at the end of the month, I took his five file folders out of his bin, I put them into my library, and I chose five new ones to go in his bin. He always had the materials in his bin, but those materials were changing on a regular basis to make sure he was not just memorizing the couple of file folders that he had. Another big question that I get is when I would run the IEP bins, and it, we ran them every morning in my classroom, and that's what I found worked best for me. And I do want to explain when I say I ran them every morning, this really didn't start until about the end of October, because it took me about six weeks, six to eight weeks to get my students used to working on their independent routine. So if you've ever read a blog about my classroom routine, then you know that my students started with independent morning work every single morning. I did utilize a three-tier system, and so my students would rotate. So Johnny might do his independent three-tier system on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, and he might work with an assistant or myself on his IEP bins on Tuesdays and Thursdays. And uh, there's a couple reasons why that worked really well. And I always get this question, I do not have, or I did not have a class of students where every single student could work independently, but I had enough students be able to work independently. And I often had students who didn't necessarily come to school right at the start just due to extenuating circumstances, but I typically found that in the morning, I could finagle it so I could do a couple of IEP bins. I also had a really collaborative relationship with my speech therapist and my occupational therapist. We like to do a lot of whole group activities, but we also did some independent activities. And they're really great if I said, you know what, I really need to get some 
IEP been worked on with this student? I haven't been able to work on his goals. Do you think that you could do a group with these other two students so that way I could be free? And they were always so willing to kind of adapt and modify their lessons to be that extra person so I could balance back and forth. I also loved IEP bins because we've all had that scenario where all of a sudden two of our students didn't come to school. And when you only have eight students, having two students out six can completely change the dynamic of your classroom. And maybe you suddenly on this one random day have a half an hour pocket that you can use that you don't normally have. Again, having your IEP bin already ready on the shelf helps you maximize all those little pockets and get more time in. The other really nice thing about an IEP bin is it really helps your assistants be more comfortable working on IEP goals because there's no question. They don't have to look at that goal and try and understand, okay, well, what did Nicole mean when she wrote this goal? And I wonder if this activity matches what she's talking about. And I found, like, especially with feature function class goals, that's a terminology I use all the time, but a brand new assistant might not be super clear on what that is or how to work on it. But when she opens up that bin, and I did like to have a guide on the top of it, so I would even for my newer assistants number the activities and then have a guide and say, you know, it would say the goal and then it would say you can use materials one, two, and three to work on this goal. And then the file folders that match that goal would have a one, a two, or a three on them. And that just really helped everybody stay on the same page and in the long run made me feel less stressed because I had other people collecting data as well. I did like to use my Google forms to collect all of this data, but you can easily do an IEP bin with traditional paper data. Really, the only thing that an IEP bin is, is it's a systematic way to organize those materials to help you stay organized. In that blog post, I do have a freebie that's linked in there that you can download and use, and then I have a lot of examples of some of the materials that I would stock. There are tons of links to things on Teachers by Teachers and Amazon. Some of my favorite people to pull tasks from were the Autism Helper. I would use a lot of things that I found from Gabriella Teaching Special Thinkers, Ashley from Spectacular Days, Kayla from My Special Learners, Erin from You Oughta Know. They all had great products in their stores that aligned really nicely to the concept of an IEP bin. And you can see pictures and links to everything that I was using in my IEP bins in my last year of my classroom. I loved this system and I collected more data in my last year of teaching than I probably collected any other year ever. So I hope that this podcast gave you ideas on how to get this started in your classroom and definitely check out that blog post if you have any remaining questions. I hope this was informative and I will talk to you guys later. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the podcast. If you like what you heard, I would greatly appreciate if you left me some feedback. And if you want to hear more, go ahead and give me a follow. While you're at it, come say hi on social media. You can find me at Adaptation Station on Instagram, Facebook, Pinterest, and AdaptationStation.net. It's taco night in my house, so I'm going to go have a delicious dinner and a margarita, and I will talk to you guys again next Friday.